Hi everyone, welcome to Career Chat. I'm your host, Grace Wyckoff. I'm a member of the class of 2023 here at DeSales and I'm a career ambassador. Get ready to hear from our professional staff, career ambassadors, members of the DeSales community, and of course, some very special guests. I look forward to all of us learning together. Now, let's jump right into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week of Career Chat. Um, I am here with Jacob Metzger. Uh, Jacob, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up at DeSales? So my name is Jacob. I uh, was a class of 21. I'm now a freelance videographer as well as part-time teacher at Allentown Central Catholic. Awesome. So can you talk a little bit about your business and what you're doing uh, while you're out to sales and then what you're continuing to do now? Yeah, so I do a lot of weddings and commercial or corporate works, just general freelance videography, kind of whatever comes my way, helped on sets, just whatever's needed. Um, I started this in college, uh, just kind of had a you know, friend of a friend that needed a wedding and kept trying to do more and started promoting it as I liked it more and more, always down for whatever comes my way. That's great. So I know you said you do freelancing. So what exactly is freelancing for somebody who might not know? Uh, freelancing is just kind of rather than working for one specific place, I kind of just run my own life. Uh, I kind of just do whatever comes my way, particularly right now in the field of videography and photography. So what do you think are the positives and negatives of uh, freelancing versus going to work for a company that's already uh, more established? It's really a give and take. Um, And it it really comes down to knowing yourself, I'd say. Uh, Because one major thing about freelancing is you got to do everything yourself. And that doesn't just mean the photo and video and the editing and all the stuff you signed up for, but it also means the business side the the spreadsheets all the keeping track your hours so the accounting and then on top of that you have the contracts that you got to deal with and then on top of that you have all the scheduling you have to deal with so a lot of that nitty-gritty stuff and tedious stuff that's going to get in the way of all the things you love but you kind of get to make your own schedule your own prices you get to work with the clients you want you have a hundred percent say that also comes with a hundred percent of the responsibility with working for a company, you do get a lot of times, if you're depending on your position, you do get some creative freedom. You get uh, there, but you're kind of assigned your projects. But if you're with a company you like, or they're doing the field you like, then that's not a problem. But you also have a stable income. And that's really a big plus is ultimately, you know, every two weeks, you're going to get paid X amount or you're guaranteed X amount of jobs through a company. So that that's very helpful uh, when working with a company. And then on top of that, you don't have to deal with the advertising and marketing, all of the contracts, all of the hour uh, and payroll stuff. So um, you really get to focus on what you're doing, but you do give up a little bit of that creative freedom, but not much. So it's a give and take. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting uh, balance to point out too. And with freelancing, you know, being a little more riskier, how do you feel like you got started freelancing and why you feel like that's the better decision for you? Yeah. So to be honest, I'm still learning if freelancing is always the best option. As I said, I graduated last year. I'm, you know, forever learning, but I've been doing freelancing throughout college. And one thing you can do in freelancing is to get some sort of stable income is you can 
get some sort of like retainer client, something that, you know, you do a monthly contract with saying, Hey, I'll make X amount of videos, take X amount of photos, X amount of posts, whatever for you. And this way you still have that freelance for the rest of the month, but you're still some sort of, you know, every month I'm getting a little bit. So that's one way. And I know while I was at the sales, I did a lot of work with the sales. I didn't have any sort of official retainer client contract or anything like that, but I got my name around school and a lot of uh, departments would use me for things. And I would say, hey, if you're with the sales, I'll give a little bit of a rate because I knew it would kind of bring in more from every department. And so doing that kind of helped me have some sort of consistency, especially in my senior year when I'm starting to save up. I lived on my own uh, and I was getting ready for out of college adult world. So you, doing that can help in freelance. Um and that inconsistency, uh, but getting started is just finding a community and really working your way in. So I was at the sales, so I really pushed for that to sales community. Like the sales, like your first experience doing something like that? Um, I'd say so. I mean, the first time I really got the idea of freelancing was probably the first wedding I did, which was April of my freshman year. And it was uh, for a friend of a friend. And all of that. Uh, so I did that one. And actually that one led into my second wedding. And I didn't get a wedding for maybe another year. But I started learning and I started seeing what equipment. I started doing other things. Uh, started doing a lot of stuff with yearbook. And just showing up at every event with a camera. Was able to get my name. Also, I did sports uh, stuff. And that was a lot of kind of the type of content that I like to make of uh, you know, event recaps, uh, commercials and stuff like that. So that was also a big one starting freshman year. Um, and all of that helped a lot. And again, just showing up at every event with a camera kind of furthered it. So with some of these early jobs, what do you feel like was the biggest, uh, takeaway that you took from these first couple weddings and like first starting at the sales and stuff? I guess the biggest thing that I've grown to learn. And I really started on my senior year was hey, they hired you for a reason. So like, trust yourself. You don't have to like, like if, it's kind of like when you go into a conversation and there's silence and everyone tries to fill it. Same thing with a business type thing. It's like, if, if someone's kind of being uh, nudgy about something they want, well, they hired you. So like stand your ground on like, no, this is the best way and stuff like that. And I think that's something like you know you start off and you're trying to please everyone and you come in you know oh, i'll do it for cheaper oh i'll throw in a few extra things oh i'll do this and it's nice to be nice sometimes but constantly doing that is going to backfire in the long run and now you're known as the cheap guy now you're expected to do nice things so having that just standing your ground i was hired to do this they hired me because daily trust what i can do so i'm gonna do that and I'm going to do it well. Yeah, you are your image. You are your brand when you're, you know, doing this on your own. So I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, with that advice, what are some common mistakes that you see freelancers make or some you've made? Um, and how would you recommend avoiding them? Yeah, a uh, big one on the technical side for video is audio and kind of speaking to more bigger businesses, but like the little details. Every industry has its face thing. Video, cameras, like that's what everyone expects to see but there's so much more all these little things that have to be done correctly and 
even if it's not the most world-renowned video, but all of those aspects are good, you will be seen as good. If I show up and I have the world's best image, but the editing is all wrong, the timing's off, the song doesn't match, all of those things are gonna completely negate and take away from the one thing I did right. So I, I, I like when it comes to weddings, before I do any creative shots, I'm getting the safety shots. I'm setting up the camera in the back that's just a bland wide angle, but it's getting everything. I'm setting up, you know, a mic on the groom and, and the, I'm getting all my basics covered before I decide to go on and say, I'm going to get this cool close-up angle. I'm going to go get this movement shot because those take a lot more planning and have room for screw up. And especially in weddings, when you only have one shot, you got to do it right first. And, and just going in the same thing with commercials, don't try to do the crazy, you know, transitions or, I mean, even in any other industry, but it's the same thing. You need to have your basics covered. And as much as you want to go be the next great, amazing, whatever in your industry, you can't get there if you don't have a base foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And that attention to detail, like you, like you mentioned in uh, your, the importance of your reputation um, and having that consistency and known for being consistently, you know, doing well. That, that um, consistency will take you farther too. If you show up and do your job, you will get hired more, even if you're the second best at cameras or second best in your field, you'll always do better if you're just consistent. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I know you have another job, but there are people who, you know, choose to fully support themselves on freelancing and finding clients, making money. That's, you know, a big part of this whole thing. So how did you start finding clients? How do you find clients now? And how do you manage the money and the business when um, you prefer and are more uh, natural in the more creative aspects of it? Yeah. So starting off, you got to find the clients, obviously, to keep track of money. Uh, and the big thing I did was, again, we were at a college campus with a very localized community. Um, and you got to just be there. And I know, especially for me, I went from everyone in high school, I was the camera nerd because I wanted to go do that. Well, then you go to college and now I'm in a film major where everyone's the camera nerd. So I had to do something different if I wanted to stand out. And that was a lot of film majors. They go on sets and they, they schmooze up their higher, the seniors, the juniors, you know, when you're a freshman. And that's great, if, especially if you want to get into sets. Those are the people you need to know. But a lot of us, even if you do want to go to sets and you should still do sets, don't forget you're not just going to show up in Hollywood and be there. You, you, you will probably have to do some weddings you still might have to help a company with marketing for a few years to build up your reel and your reputation or whatever the case is. And going outside of the group every so often and just, you know, and consistently doing that helped me get known as a camera guy around campus and put me a little bit ahead. And then as other people maybe started trying to venture into that, fortunately, I was kind of already there. So obviously, if you're not on a college campus where you start, um, a big one if you know if you're pulling up a chamber of commerce type thing a lot of them you'll meet a lot of other local business owners and that's really really great those things of all these just take time you need to establish your presence 
So that's a big one. And that is, you know, you can do it through social media and there's really easy ways to do that with advertising on there for five bucks for a week. And you can reach 3000 people in your area. Um, also, when you make content or when you show your product, make sure it's seeing the right people. Also having that right clientele. So you gotta know where you're pointing your, when you go out to the chamber of commerce meetings or when you just go out to any sort of mingling event, find what people need. Hey, you know, I, I'm starting a new company or, oh, hey, my company is launching a new product. Oh, how are, how are you? What product is it, obviously? And then see how they're promoting it. See what they're doing. Oh, you're taking some, well, do you need some photos? Like find a need, but you just have to find somewhere that needs you. And that's where you're going to find your clients because no one's going to hire you if they don't need your product. So that's a big one. Then you start making money. First thing I would also do is start getting contracts. Even if it's your friends, even if it's there, I still kind of use this one that I have in Google Docs that I made where I put out all my terms and conditions and I've just been kind of growing it as I get more professional. But at the same time, just having something in writing that just says, I'm going to do this and you're going to pay this. You're going to pay me then, I will deliver it then. It helps everyone. Oh, that's really smart. And I like how in the first part you brought up networking and the importance of, you know, it's really all about who you know, especially when you're first starting out. And then with who you know, you mentioned that you, you know, even when you're doing it with your friends or for your friends, you make them sign a contract. I'm sure you get a lot of people who are like, oh, just do it. Like, it's fine. How do you balance, you know, uh, like having these friendships and these personal relationships and them asking you with, you know, you run a business kind of thing. One thing I do, if it is like a very close friend or it's a very small thing is in the email, I'll write back, Hey, just confirming this is what you want. This is what you'll be paying. This is everything we agreed upon. And then when they send back, yep, that sounds right. Now you have it kind of in writing. I guess a little workaround if you don't want to contract your friends, just happen to mention it in writing and make them respond in writing. So now everything's kind of official. That's why a lot of schools, a lot of teachers, a lot of businesses, even when you just talked about it, they'll be like, oh, can you just email me everything? Because now it is in writing. And I've done that a lot where like we talked about it on the phone and they're like, okay, can you just send me an email recapping everything? And I was like, but we just talked about it. I'm like, well, we want it in writing. So that is one way you can kind of save yourself if you don't want to deal with contracts and friends. Yeah, that's really smart. And then do you ever have people, I don't know, where you talked about respecting your business, do you ever have people not do that? And how do you handle that? People just thinking, oh, like you'll just do it for free because we're friends or stuff like that. Like, how do you manage situations like that? Yeah, there's, I'd say two types of you know, disrespect that you got to get the one where it's, you know, it's a friend of family, like, come on, I thought you were going to do it free or, oh, hey, you did that guy cheaper. Why aren't you doing mine cheaper? Look, first off, I upgraded, like I got a wedding and I, the, my first wedding, I did not charge a lot at all. And then second wedding, I charged a little bit more and then they recommended me a year later. But by that point, I'd done three, four weddings and I have a whole new set of gear. And I now am on a much, I'd argue, I was at a more professional level than that second wedding. And I was like, yeah, it's gone up. I'm happy to do a little bit of a discount, but I'm not going to go that low again. And they kind of got confused. I'm like, it's just something I have to do. Exposure doesn't pay the bills. Um, 
and that's kind of my next point but the the main one here is with friends is just like i thought you'd do it for free and i'm like listen i i i need to make money off of this this is my time and i need to do this and even if i don't have another job lined up i'm not going to set that precedent now so when i do get more busy i'm turning down the better jobs um and also once you do it once or twice friends learn hey if i want something free i'm not going to go through him so then the next type of disrespect that i've encountered in this one a lot of people encounter is oh hey my budget's 300 and of course this project really should cost 3000 you know how do you approach that can't you give me a deal or usually what i'll come back with that is like all right here's the list of everything i am doing this is why i'm charging this much like weddings you think oh i show up for 10 hours and i make 2500 three grand cool but okay what about all your editing time you're not working just 10 you're not making 250 dollars an hour when you factor in the editing time, you subtract your second shooter cost, you start subtracting costs. I'm making 30 to 40 an hour, which is a much more acceptable rate, arguably, and even then a little low. And that's something you just got to trial and error, keep doing. How long does it take me to do this and be honest with yourself and all that stuff? And I say, hey, man, this is all that stuff. Even on the most minimal of projects, I still have to do all these things. This is why. If you don't like it, sorry. And then the last subsect of that is, oh, what if I just shout you out on Instagram or what, like the exposure thing? And I say, listen, I will give a discounted rate. And my always my deal is I'll give this discounted rate if you can guarantee me four more jobs this year. If you're really going to get me more jobs in that exposure, if you can get me four jobs in this calendar year, I'll do them all for this discount rate. And they're all like, no, 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 man, I promise I'll get you more. Like, no, if you really can get me more jobs, I'm happy to do this, Karen. I did that with the sales all the time. I would charge, depending on the department, I'd be happy to kind of just very flexibly half my rate for a small event. And I was like, okay, but that's because they've consistently given me jobs. And when I have done this, it's consistently given me more jobs. Um, I've seen other people, another tactic is if people try to do that, like, listen, all right, I'll do the whole thing for free but you have to give me percentages of the profits. And then they're like, well, why would I want to give up all my profit on this marketing? Well, if you're going to use mine and be that successful, then either pay me my rate because you're going to get success from it or give me the percentage. Because if you don't think it's actually going to be that good, then if anything, that's no risk to you. You're actually saving money. I'm the one taking the risk. Yeah, that's really good advice. So you talked about doing a lot of this while you were in college and while you were a student and now you have another job and you do this. How do you balance all of these other things while still keeping this business consistent? Google calendars in the morning, check what I got, uh, seeing emails. Uh, what's kind of nice about weddings is you're usually planning them a few months out, six, seven months, sometimes even up to a year. And when I do that, I instantly put it in my calendar. So now when someone says, what are you doing this weekend? Well, six months ago in my calendar, I put this weekend, I have a week, a wedding. So just being consistent. The second a date is put down, even if it's temporary, just put in your calendar. Even if you put next to it, like potential temporary or something just there. So if that changes, you know, but just writing it down half the time makes it pretty secure in your brain. Just saying, oh, I'm going to remember that 
has never worked. So that's a big one. Just write it down somewhere. The biggest thing I've seen is just consistency. When you find a system, just keep doing it. Yeah, I know we keep coming back to this theme of consistency in every every aspect of this conversation. And I think that's a really good uh, tip that you keep bringing up. And I want to know what else you have to say for either current freelancers or people who might want to start freelancing. What other tips do you have uh, for them? Big one. And this is a tip I'm sure you've heard from Jack, our professor is uh, RTFM, which means read the freaking manual. Um, and that kind of applies to outside physical things. When you sign something, just take a glance at what you're signing. When you start a new program, read about it. Go online, search it on YouTube if you don't like reading. You know, and just doing your research and understanding what you're getting into before you do it. And I'll even tell my students, I'm like, they'll ask me like the basic questions. I'm like, just read the manual. You would be surprised how much is in there when you take five minutes, whatever you're getting into, read about it. Go understand, talk to someone, find someone in that field, take them to coffee, take them to lunch, ask them questions shadow someone as much as i've been freelancing i've done a lot of jobs with companies and stuff too i've picked up even if i want to keep my own business model well how do they go like certain apps that i have for organization or not for, for uh there's one or two that i got that are like for like hard drive backup and it was like i wouldn't have learned that and you can learn something from everyone so just go out there read watch videos talk to people Go and learn. That's really about it. You and, and one way is also if you're younger, go to consider going to college. You know, film school, we can both agree, is not needed to be in the film industry. As much as we all want to believe our money is getting us ahead, it is not necessarily needed. And unless you're a doctor or lawyer, I'll be honest, or some sort of a science field or something required for a degree, like maybe teaching too, but you don't need to business marketing advertising uh writing arts i hate to say it for a college thing you don't need college but that being said it can be the most vital tool without college there's just a base knowledge you have when i go and say i have a film degree you may not think you don't know if i'm a prodigy or what's going to happen or what i'm good and i'm not a prodigy or you don't know what my skill is, but you know there's a base that i know when i've showed up on sets and they're like, so what do you know? And I'm like, oh, I've been on sets. I have a film degree. Yes, obviously, that doesn't make me a god. But they know, oh, well, that means if I go tell him to do this, he's going to know what to do. Like, he's not dumb in the field. So just having that base from college was helpful. Also, a lot of my connections came from college. I was in an environment surrounded by like-minded people for four years. That is such a helpful tool to grow. So... That's another thing. Find a Facebook group would be another tip that's in your field. Hairstylist, photographer, uh, writers, uh, whatever industry you're in, lawn care, I don't care. Find like-minded people. They're going to push you. If you're by yourself, you're never going to make it. So I guess the big thing is just read, learn, whether that's go to college, learn from others, join a Facebook group, join Reddit has every single topic and information on everything. It could literally be its own search engine. Go check that one out. YouTube, if you don't like reading, there are so many options. So 
just taking that time to learn and be, as we've always said, consistent. Just sit there and do it. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that would be my tip is just go out and learn. I think um, that's great because people are hiring you for the knowledge you have that they don't. So I think, you know, making sure they have the knowledge, they wouldn't hire you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really good, really good advice. I guess the last thing, when you're on your job, do it right. Before is when you negotiate business. I do my calls with my brides, the contracts before the day of. If they chose a lesser of my packages, like for less time or whatever, I'm not going to work less in that time too. I will work whatever you were hired to do. You did the business before Maybe they swindled you and they got a great deal and, and brought your price down. Well, you agreed to it. Now you're here. If you want any chance to bring that back up, you have to show up and do your work. So no matter what the job is, no matter what the pay is, if you agree to be there, do it to its fullest extent. That is a big one. I, I know I've been hired for some cheap jobs and I regretted going with that level of price. But if you want a chance to pull that back up, you want leverage to say, hey, I did this again. If you want this again, I do have to charge more because that was a little bit more work. But if you want the result, it's going to cost. You, you need to do it. <laughs> you can't show up and be like, oh, that was too cheap. Well, you didn't even do the work. So why would they go pay more? How do they know you're going to try next time? So whatever deal you agree upon, do the business first. When you show up to the job, do it to its fullest extent. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And freelancing isn't like a typical nine to five job where you're just like, oh, I have to work. I feel like it's a little more of a decision and exactly what you do with it is a little more, you have a little more free choice with that. So keeping in mind you know, why you're doing what you're doing, I think, I think is a really good point to add. Yeah. I guess a big one is also like, you have to have hobbies and things outside that just aren't for money. The amount of times, you know, I've come back to, to sales and I just helped a friend on set. The amount of times I've just helped another one with a music video for fun. Sometimes it's better to do things for free than it is to do it for a really cheap price. Because the second you get money involved, there's expectations. Take away the money, you kind of just have fun with it. The amount of times I've gone to special O and I was just like taking weird, I wasn't taking traditional sports photos. I was just kind of having fun with it. Or um just other things i would just do as a nice person when you lower that money or take the money away sometimes you get a lot of extra creative freedom you get a lot of fun when you take away that money and every so often just do a project in your field have fun with it like just enjoy what you do and sometimes that just means taking away all the money if i'm a photographer go for a walk just take photos to take photos if i'm a videographer, make a joke spec ad for a company for yourself. There's a lot of people that do that on YouTube just for fun. Just take away all pressure and just have fun. That's also a really good way to help with burnout. Like just doing something with no, just full freedom. Because a lot of people aren't burnt out. They're just tired of doing stuff they don't like. You never get burnt out of doing what you like. That's why you like it. So just, you know, always keep your human side in mind. As much as it's a business, it's your life. Don't don't throw away 10, 15 years of your life because of stress and hating it, you know? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. This is a very, very quick technical tip. Go for this it. Is a, this is a digital age. I don't care what industry you're in. Get a hard drive, and organize it from the start. I always tell my students that I'm like, listen, the one of my strictest grading things is I make them organize it a certain way. 
and I make them label it a certain way. And like, even if you're not in the film industry, you're going to go into a business. You're going to go into a science field. You're going to do all these things and they're all digital now. It's the same thing. That's why people have filing cabinets so they can find what they need. Make folders in, in your hard drive. By, you know, For me, I do it by year and by project. I can always find what I'm looking for. I have duplicates of everything. And you can get into all that super IT technical stuff. But at the end of the day, just have everything in one organized spot on a hard drive on an SSD, a thumb drive, I don't care who you are, be organized on your hard drive. That's good. And thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I feel like I learned a lot, especially as somebody also going into media and everything. So we haven't gotten to talk in a while, so this was really fun. Thank you so much for, for being here, Jacob, and being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was actually very fun. I'm very excited that I got to do something like this. Good. I'm glad. I like this one. I think this one's going to be good. So thank you so much, Jacob. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Career Chat. Make sure to follow the DeSales Career Development Center on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat to keep up with all the wonderful things happening, including this podcast. I look forward to seeing you in the Career Center.